the past, the present, the future. This is Friday Night Fright. What the planet is listening to. Hey guys, so this isn't really an intro because the intro's come up in sec, but this is an intro part before that part to say i get very angry in this part and it's not necessarily the persona i want to inflict online um no i want to try and be somewhat positive disney plus and life in general has made me a bit more positive and i won't put my anger into bad movies not people in general so while some things I say in the next bit, I will back up and say I have certain value other things don't so if you want to skip ahead about eight minutes to the next segment, that's fine. If you want to hear me rant about masks and stuff like that, that's fine. But just know that was a particularly irritating day. And recording this days later, I'm much better. So there you go. And I'm sure some people like me being angry. I'm not a huge fan of it, but you know, what can you do? You can say it's in character, but it's really not. Anyway, um, so if you want to skip the angry rant, you can um, jump to my quarantine review where I'm even angrier. And then my zombie 2 review. My zombie e review. Well, I'm happier, but also very confused. But I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Um, and I'll be back in past to talk in a few seconds. Hey, so I've just watched Monsters Inc. on Disney+. Plus. So I thought I'd talk for... 10 minutes or so, just wax lyrical about Pixar for a while. I know Strictly Pixar's not a horror movie co- company, although they've had some horrifying scandals um, with John Lasseter and a sort of last few years, but just, I, I must, Monster Inc. is loose their horror movie, so there you go. Um, No, what do, what do I like about Monster Inc.? I like that and it's genuine. I like the fact that... Pixar, and this is one thing I really like about Disney Plus, is being able to watch movies like this. I, I uh, raise Monsters Inc. Personally, for me, top tier Pixar is Monsters Inc. and Cars. I know lots of people go for The Incredibles, I know lots of people go for Toy Story, but I've always found Monsters Inc. and Cars to me are best, and I'll try and explain that a little. For me, Monsters, Inc. really works because fundamentally it's a two-hander with Billy Crystal and John Goodman who are an exceptionally good team together. You clearly do get a sense that either they have genuine affection for each other off-screen or they're able to fake chemistry so much they could hate each other off-screen you didn't have no. And Monsters, Inc. really succeeds because they're just so likeable together. They just play off each other perfectly. Which is one of the fascinating things about Hollywood because you wouldn't immediately think Big Crystal and John Goodman in an animated movie that you wouldn't really think that would work, but it really does. And they're in the players, what makes movie particularly good. And generally, yeah, I, I love Monsters Inc. I think it's great. I think it's really enjoyable, very funny, very clever, very good plot, good sort of characterization. And the improv doesn't detract from the overall aesthetic, which is nice. And then you've got Cars. Cars, I just, I just love. I, I, lo- I love the movie Cars. I know it got a lot of shit and like a lot of people backlash because of Pixar's early success. They thought Cars, you know. And yes, John Lassenter, by all accounts, is not a very nice human being. So I can see how that would detract a bit too. And yes, the sequels where um, 
we're kind of not really keeping to the aesthetic first one. But what I really like about Cars is it's a slowdown movie. It's very classical. It's very not really in hurry get where it's going, but at the same time it's got a nice little message and some lovely little sweet simple moments which are quite enjoyable to watch. It feels like an old school animated movie, if that makes sense. I know they weren't really animated movies made like Cars because they didn't have the budget or uh, batshit insanity. But Cars, yeah, it just feels like it's a throwback to a simpler time in terms of movies where you didn't really need a big gimmick to make a good movie. Although I suppose Talking Cars is a gimmick of sorts. And generally about Pixar, for me, the the joy of something like Disney Plus is, I don't know, if, I mean, obviously you can't go sing Mark anyway, but being able to watch these old Pixar style movies through a different perspective. I remember when I went to see Toy Story 3, I was in university, just finishing up university at the time and seeing with Andy and his mum, where she looks really sad, his empty room. And says so she thought she'd always be there for him. That resonated with me greatly at the time because, as in university, I only really realised then, holy shit, that parents, like especially mums and dads, too, sacrifice a lot for us. And it's quite strange seeing it from their perspective and realising you're going off for a mad adventure and they're barely going to go from seeing you every day, barely seeing you. So, crazy. I don't think some of this is just that I, I hate the corona address constantly, but the way it's going mad at the moment, people with people with their masks on, which is the stupidest thing imaginable, because unless you have like 50 or 60 masks and you throw them away after you get home, you shouldn't be wearing the same mask over and over again. That's not hygienic in the slightest. And it's not going to do you any favours. Same with gloves, you know. Unless you're washing these properly, you know, gloves, if they're not disposable and you're going to wear them often, you need to wash them a lot. Masks, you shouldn't be wearing the same mask all day, every day, in and outside, because that's going to get contaminated really quickly. But I know people are panicking at the moment. I know it's a bit shit, and it is really shit. And I know everyone's paranoia watching and buying and storing stuff and being a, trying to be obsessively clean and things like that. But what people really need to do is... Get Disney Plus, stop being paranoid and just sit and watch some good old-fashioned family stuff, you know? And that's what Pixar's great for. Pixar is perfect material. It's genuinely great movie-making made for all ages. And there's something for every different age group. It's really good. But, yeah, I, 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 I know I keep saying this and I go over and over again, but I just feel like... The more you obsess about this shit, the worse you're going to get. You need to just chill out. Even this podcast, I know it's not great technically. I know it's borderline incoherent points, but it's something different to do. And take me, for example. I'm Oh, this segment really went from Pixar to rambling very quickly. I'm writing more scripts. I, I'm just trying to keep as active as possible. I'm just, you can't, like... Just you, you have to try and feel as much of this stuff out as possible, you know. 
Watch Red Alert Media, watch review, watch zombie movies, take your mind off it, watch some stupid zombie movie, you know, I don't know, something like that. I guess this is an introduction to the episode now, why Why not? It's just like, the waves are shit enough place, don't make it worse, that's, that's the crux of it, you know, because, yeah... Oh no, I'm I'm personally I'm I'm doing okay. I'm very stressed working for NHS, but I'm stressed working for NHS in general. But I feel like all messages people have been given about government and staying in North Lang, it's all great messages. It all really is. But at the same time, look after yourself. Don't like don't beat yourself down, don't become overly paranoid or anxious or any of that bollocks, you know. Don't overthink it. Don't think about worst case scenarios because it's all it's all blow over. You know, it will literally blow over. It'll be one of the defining acts of our lifetimes. But in ten years, the like people are going, people from who are born in, or twenty years or whatever, they're not. They're just going to look and place upon this and go, eh, well, that's a bit for." Sh- shitty period but I don't really want to put much effort into a history paper on it so I mean we're humans we endure we endure and will our success after this will be determined by how bad the horror movies made about this period are you know so yeah I mean just you know hopefully you'll tune into this episode after this really long intro and start out as a review of Pixar movies and turned into me being blunt about how much I hate the act of wearing the same mask over and over again when it doesn't really have any effect whatsoever. You know, you're going to pick stuff up and bring it back home for you, but that's neither here nor there. I got, an ep- I got an episode for you guys today. I don't know whether it'll be good or not. I'm going this on Sunday afternoon after I just watched Monsters Inc. But I'm sure there'll be stuff in the episode and it'll be interesting. And I will hopefully not do another intro that's like eight and a half minutes long. So. Welcome to Friday Night Fright, y'all, because after all, we fright on a Friday night, Michael. And I'll be back after a brief word from my sponsor. Hey, so I just watched a horror movie called Quarantine, which seems quite apt in this day and age, and especially after that very long intro where I probably offended a lot of people and we get backlash. You know, he said, I really get backlash if not enough people listen to this podcast, but I'm sure if they did, I would get mega backlash and everyone would be like, you're a bad man and you talk about people wearing masks and, you know, what can and I'm still, well, you know, it's true, but that's, that's what it is. Um, so, yeah, I just watched Quarantine, which is a horror movie. I still love horror movie. Part of my favourite subgenre of horror movies, found footage. Yay, I love found footage movies. Can't get enough of them. Um, actually, to tell a lie, I halfway through this movie, I realised I had actually seen it before. Um, I thought the only reason I watched it was I thought um, Jennifer Connelly was in it, and I was like, "That's cool." And then I realised too late. No, it's Jennifer Carpenter from um. The Exorcism, Vemily Rose, and Dexter fame. And I was like, oh, that's not quite as cool. Because Jennifer Connelly makes kind of boring art house movies, but she is a good actress in boring art house movies. So it sort of bounces out. Whereas Jennifer Carter is a decent actress in terrible, terrible, terrible horror movies and TV series, which go on way too long. This movie 
also stars, and I say stars, Jay Hernandez, who plays A. Diablo in Suicide Squad. Uh, actually, one of my favourite comic book performances of recent times, just because I thought it was something a bit different. Yes, there's some problematic elements in character in Suicide Squad of A. Diablo, but he's still a pretty good performance and a bit surprising depth in the movie, which doesn't really have much depth. I mean, you can raise points of it, not making any sense. This character arc in the movie happens over the space of five hours in universe time, and it's not remerited, but at the same time, good performance, so good performance. So there's the two main actors in this movie, and then we get a bunch of other, characters, other actors, um, most of who I don't know, but you get Boris from um, uh, Snatch, who's a re- genuinely pretty good act- character actor in these sort of weird movies. And then a bunch of people I don't know. So this movie starts with the premise of um, firefighters versus zombies, and it doesn't live up to that um, uh, pitch. And I don't see how it could, because that sounds like the greatest movie of all time. No very Baywatching, but this isn't very Baywatching. This is based on a Spanish-language horror movie called Wreck, which apparently lots of people say is a classic. And I say they're probably right for the same reason that Panel Activity 2.5 was a really good horror movie, because when you don't have people speaking annoying English, the horror movie is exponentially better because the languages sound cooler and the whining's not quite so whiny because it's delivered in a much more interesting Accent and vocab and, lang- and language. I mean, I'd love to watch a Nightmare on Street movie set in Japan. That'd be amazing. You know. So, this is the American remake of a Spanish horror movie, and as such, it is completely not a shit. <laughs> I don't mean to be crude. I know they probably all worked hard, but this movie is really, really bad. And he- the reason for really, really bad is a there's a few reasons behind it, actually. First one's, um, like all fan footage movies, it sets a scene with a lengthy lengthy prologue section, first act. There's nothing to do with the rest of the movie except setting the scene. And yes, I know what you're going to say, but Ian, it sets the scene. Surely it's part of the wider frame of the movie. And I'm like, no. Essentially, with a movie, you start, you pick where you start. You start at an interesting point and then you build from there. Spending about 30 minutes getting to know these characters isn't interesting. Because, firstly, because most of these characters don't make it very far into the movie. And yes, you could argue where you're building up tension. You know, anyone could die. But no, not building up tension. You're just wasting screen time that you don't have that much stuff with. This movie is 89 minutes long. It already doesn't have much time. To- Sorry about that, I don't know what happened there, I must piss about my iPad, my iPhone. So yeah, the gist is that this movie doesn't necessarily work because you've set up all of these characters, but one, they're not interesting characters, two, nothing they do really pays off in the rest of the movie, and three, you've just wasted a bunch of screen time on some irreverent shit, because immediately after uh, when they get called, this essentially the gist of the movie is Jennifer Carpenter plays news reporter, He's doing a story on farming, and then they get a call to a building, and that's where the actual movie starts. But right when they get building, they decide to introduce another bunch of characters. You know, like police officer, the vet, the Russian couple, the mother and daughter. You know, all these new characters, 
they introduce all of these new characters and then they disregard the earlier characters. So it's like, why do you set up these characters in the first place? Because they're not part of the movie. I'll shit on something like Hostel for doing for doing something similar, but at least they stick with the core bunch of characters in the entire movie. Introducing characters and then immediately undercutting those characters to introduce more characters is stupid. Why not just start at the building with a three-minute sequence? You know, that's all you need. And I hate armchair quarterback, but it's such a simple, elegant solution. You know, you start with the most interesting part of the story. You don't start with a bunch of shit, which doesn't matter. Because this movie's an hour and a half long, and first 20 minutes, 25 minutes, so have nothing to do with the rest of the movie except establishing a bit of character, which could have been established in a much shorter sequence. And also, this movie's taking away me away for Disney+, Plus, so that's much bullshit too. Secondly, second issue of the movie is It's Not Scary. Is a zombie movie not scary? And okay, some movies don't intrinsically have to be scary. Zombie Flesh Eaters, for example, is not necessarily a scary movie. There's 10 sequences, but I wouldn't classify it as a scary movie. Evil Dead isn't really about zombies, but that's Evil Dead 2 is not a particularly scary movie, but it's insanely entertaining. You, know, you can make a zombie movie that's tense and horror pack, or you can make a zombie movie that's a wild ride and entertaining. What you can't really do is make something which isn't either. Thirdly, and this is my business movie, it looks like shit. I'm not going to say it's... I'm not going to say anyone involved is blame flat in terms of, like, them not being competent. I'm not saying that. It could have been of... The building's clearly an interesting location to a horror movie in the tenant block, it could have been really interesting shooting sequences. Clearly, they've got a cast full of actors who are somewhat known, so there must have been some budget there. But way it sh- the way it's actually executed is awful. It looks ugly. It says it's in HD. It looks like shit. It really looks bad. And again, cinematographer, I understand. No, I, I watched Avengers. I didn't think Avengers was particularly good in terms of that either. The original Avengers looked very poorly framed and shot out. And that's not a reflection of cinematographer or director because they've done better working on things. It's just how it was particularly set up in those movies didn't work. I guess that is a shot against directors. Anyway, you know, it's, it's, it's it really is just not nice to look at. And it's too set to the sense that when watching it, it's hard to figure out geography of the movie because everything looks the same and everything looks really crap and shot. And part of that's down to the found footage formula. Instead, in this movie, there's no reason for it to be found footage. Yes, I know, new supporter and cameraman still didn't need to be found footage because footage... Here's, here's the thing found footage. Found footage only works if the footage is found. If the footage is not found, it doesn't work. It's right there in the title, found footage. It's not handheld camera footage. The movie is the footage is found and watched by someone else. Who found this footage? Because CDC were doing a pretty good job destroying building. Instinct, that's part four. So, just to explain the core of this movie is the new supporter and fireman goes to this um, house where an alarm's been set off. I don't know why it's been set off. I don't know for what reason. The movie doesn't really explain it. I'm drawing the Spanish original as far better logic behind the motives. But essentially, just isn't it? Some rabid, rabid virus is spread out in this building and they've locked it down. 
Oh shit, that sounds like parallel to what's going on at the moment. Anyway, they've locked it down, and CDC's like, we're going to send people in to sort it's test the zombies out and shit like that, and not going to let people out of the building. Okay, that's fine, okay. But what doesn't make any sense is why they called in the fire alarm in the first place. Like, the movie doesn't try to explain that, but it's a pretty glaring plot hole because the act, cops outside in CDC have locked the building down and creating quite buzz in the area. But someone still called in the alarm and the fire department took it seriously. Like, if someone just sets off a fire alarm, you know, that doesn't necessarily call out the entire fucking fire brigade who are then trapped in building. It's like, it just doesn't make any sense. That's fundamentally flawed movie. It doesn't make any sense, and it's not entertaining, and it looks like shit. Those are my three big things. If you not can, if it doesn't make sense, that's fine. Not all movies have made sense. Stuff like David Lynch, his entire filmography doesn't really make much sense in a strictly coherent, logical way, but it's fascinating to watch. But if you don't make sense, that's strike one. Okay, the strike one, because to succeed. If not going to make sense, you have to be entertaining. But if that's off-wall entertaining or a bit more abstract, it's neither here nor there. But if you're not entertaining and don't make any sense and you've got one thing left, that's the visuals. If visually your movie's interesting, that's fine. That's good. That can work. But if visually your movie's shit and does make sense and, you know, it's not entertaining, your movie's a big bag of nothing. I'll put it this way. There's another there's another option actually. Have a good story. If you don't have a good story, you're not entertaining. It does make sense in visual it looks like shit. Guess what? You have a stinker on your hands, and this is definitely a stinker. I really didn't like this movie. And yes, I know what some people are gonna say. You don't like this movie because what's going on in weird at the moment. And I'm like Boulder Dash. I watched fucking Day of the Dead, which is a terrifying movie and very apt to what's going on at the moment. I could watch Day of the Dead any dev week and think this is a really good movie yes it make me sad because it's so prevalent and so relative to what's going on at the moment but i still think goddamn what a great movie this is just a big pile of bollocks a big pile of sweaty bollocks and i'm not not a fan of it i'm definitely not i'm so not a fan that i recorded this extra bit because first recording screwed up I'm keeping that recording. I'm keeping this. I'm so vexed that I did this multiple times. Usually I would have just given up and reviewed some of this. But no, I really didn't like quarantine so much. And I decided to continue. I decided to follow through. I decided to follow through. Anyway, that's quarantine. Uh, not a very good movie. I'm sure the original wreck is much better. But you know, maybe I'll watch it down the line. I don't know. Up next, um, I don't know. I was going to do Truth or Dare. But I could have sworn I've already done this for that for this podcast so i figure out some of this um one uh one friend's mentioned suspiria the remake which i might do because i think um uh argento movies even remake ones are usually very interesting to watch even if they're pretty poor but for now i'm gonna go and watch inside out so for me it's gonna be a nice day off the rest of day from here and for you guys it's gonna be a few seconds and you hear my dulcet tones again Anyway, quarantine, uh, let's say one one out of five, one fright out of five frights. Um, yeah, so hopefully the next movie I watch is a bit better. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, 
so yeah, I just watched the movie on Disney Plus called Z.O.M. Sorry, Z.O.M.B.I.E. Zombie, Disney Zombie, Zombie, the musical, Zombie musical, a musical about zombies, if you will. And it's a very Disney Channel production because it's obscenely for all ages. And it's, I don't know if it's original Disney Plus. I can't hope it is because this is one of the strangest movies I've ever seen. And essentially, at first, I was like, this is really not very good. I was generally not particularly into it because it's frustratingly bizarre. And it's also, it merges two of my favourite genres, zombie movie, horror movies and musicals. And that, they don't go together at all. Not even slightly. It doesn't feel totally like it works. It doesn't make a lot of sense, even by concept musicals and even by a concept of a land from a bit of lev- levity and a bit of creative leeway. But fundamentally, it's a bizarre movie to watch in this time because this is a celebration of life but with zombies. So the movie starts with a very strange montage introduction, which is something out of a, almost out of a Romero horror movie, but with the added twist of the catch being the cause of zombification is some lemon and lime soda which is quite interesting it infects the whole town and everyone goes oh infects the part of town even everyone goes batshit insane and it's really gory apparently then we cut some guy with with green hair saying he's a zombie but he's got better because they gave him z-band and at that point i'm thinking do i miss a movie do i miss z dot o dot m dot b is this a sequel to a movie that's already exists? And the answer is probably no. Maybe yes. I don't know. I haven't looked up. But it's a very strange way to start a movie. But a very interesting way to start a movie. Because immediately my sense of radar was... Firstly, this is low-budget slock. And secondly, it doesn't know it's low-budget slock. So it's clearly aiming for Disney Channel family fun entertainment. Which doesn't didn't really give me high hopes. And knife did the original part of the movie to start because there are some really, really weird songs and dance sequences which don't mess with anything. And continues theme of humanizing zombies, which okay, zombies aren't human. The whole point is when you become zombie you stop being human. You don't come if you become zombie, you don't get better and you don't have green hair and you don't do song and dance numbers. I know I'm a bit of a purist, clearly, when it comes to zombies, but I have to put my foot down. That doesn't make any sense. And unlike stuff like Warm Bodies, which had the gradual, you know, return of someone to a vague sense of humanity, this movie's just like, yeah, they have wristbands and they stopped them coming full zombies. And it's like, oh, okay. But despite that, in spite of some weirdo acting, I actually genuinely kind of enjoyed this movie. And it's for one very simple reason. I actually like when people mess with form a little bit. Granted, it didn't work in the original going, and for a lot of the screen time, it feels like this is a zombie movie made by someone who either has never seen a zombie movie, or was told by Disney, you can do whatever you want, but it has to be family friendly. And Guy thought the only way to do family friendly was doing almost parodic uh, count of zombieism. You know, but at the same time, it's not 
too bad. It's not great, but I respect the fact that clearly whoever wrote this movie is batshit insane. And whoever directed this movie is batshit insane. Because this is a weird, weird, weird movie on many, many levels. Firstly being, it seems to be trying for a rough allegory with zombies taking place of, you know, the minority group of your choice. And being persecuted because they're zombies, although that doesn't really work as an analogy or an allegory because, you know, zombies are literally, you know, eat your brains. And as far as I can tell, no real minority group in history has ever tried eating anyone's brains in a mass process in, like, basic civilized society. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't think I am. Number two, why it doesn't really make, why movie struggles. Um, the song and dance sequences are powerfully lame, carried by incredibly enthusiastic actors and dancers, but the actual music and lyrics is terrible. But at the same time, it's endearingly terrible. Clearly, a lot of effort has gone into musical sequences in this movie, and, you know, they're all trying, despite the fact that, the lyrics don't really rhyme and the music is very samey. It's also the fact that they won't have a little kid as a zombie, but this little kid clearly wasn't being told to act anything other than she would normally act, which, fair enough, can't ask too much of a kid, but at the same time, Ethnos is trying to point out there's slight differences between zombies and rest of humanity and and rest of people and this kid's like I don't give a shit like clearly doesn't but in saying that here's what I like about the movie over something like quarantine this movie's aware it's a bit shit and a bit silly and it runs with it quarantine was so up its own ass with we're a serious horror movie it forgot me entertaining and like said in that review if if you're not going to make any sense and not going to be interesting visually, you might as well be it. And not going to make sense in terms of story, you might as well, you know, be entertaining. And this movie is definitely entertaining and very colourful. And the performances are pretty much likeable. No, this definitely feels like a Sunday evening on Disney Channel when you're extreme hungover or very high and you just want to come down for a while. You'd watch something like this and be like, man, I'm buzzed as shit. No, I wasn't buzzed as shit while watching it. I mean, I've lifted some weights and had another day at work in Young NHS. But, you know, I was relatively... I'd sober. I wasn't relatively. I was sober while watching this. And I was still very confused and I laughed a few times at how batshit insane it was. So, about in spoilers, I would say watch it. Three out of five. Recommended. Weird but fun. And it's a bizarre horror movie-esque horror movie on Disney Plus streaming app. So, there you go. More Disney Plus bang for your buck. Um, I'll be back in a second. I think I'm going to do one more review this week. That could change by the time I get to it. So I'll be back in just a quick sec. But definitely watch Z.O.M.B.I.E. on Disney+. Plus. It's stupid schlock, but it's fun. Hey, so just during this episode, I'm going to discuss this, like the epilogue, outro even, 
I'm going to end on light note after the ranting from earlier about masks. I'm going to end it by just discussing Disney's incre- Pixar's Incredibles for a couple of minutes. I, I think it's fair in saying it's one of the best superhero movies made possibly ever. Um, at the time, I wasn't so impressed with it because I was younger and I was stupid. And when you're young and stupid, you fall into two directions. One, you fall into the anxious hipster stage, and a lot of people online fall into where they get overly paranoid about shit and obsessive about like cartoons and manga and anime, and they really feel like that validates their existence. Or you go the opposite route and you're a hipster douchebag, but you can't veer away from popular stuff because, you know, that's you don't think it's cool, you think it's overrated and shit like that. And I was one of those people. I thought The Incredibles was very overrated back in the day. I sure that. I am a Pixar fan. I've been a fan for a long time, but my personal favourite Pixar movies prior to recently were stuff like Cars, which... Cars and Monsters, Inc., which were reasonably well-liked, but considered uncool by internet and I am as I said have always been hipster I've only just recently admitted to it a contrarian if you will but yeah time wasn't too fond of the Incredibles a bit like Ratatouille which is another one I want to rewatch. I found hype around it irritating and really frustrating and for a long time I maintained the best Brad Bird movie was not um Iron Giant or The Incredibles, but was actually Mission Impossible 4 Ghost Protocol. And in some extent, I still think that's valid. I don't think much of Tomorrowland, but, you know, maybe Disney Plus will change my view on that because Brad Bird is an excellent director by any metric. And so The Incredibles at the time, I wasn't too fond of it, but re-watching it today, oh my God, it's great. And it's even better nowadays because we get... Back then, it was so few super movies, so doing the deconstruction and reconstructions they did felt weird at the time, much like the release of Watchmen a couple of years later, which had the same effect. If it came out after Marvel's explosion, maybe it would have been more resonative with people. As it stands, Watchmen didn't make much money. The Incredibles made a bunch of money, but at the same time, it never really felt like it was the movie that wanted to be, but re-watching it today on Thursday, 2nd of April 2020, it is an incredible movie. It might start a bit slow, but by the time it gets to pulsating action sequences on the island, oh my god, it's great. It's really, really good. It makes me really, really, really want to watch the sequel. And I thought it's good to be a bit more positive. I, I, I know I wasn't too much fan, much fan of quarantine. I know I was a bit of it arsehole in the intro there'll be an additional intro apologizing for that intro but you know sometimes life does get you down sometimes working in nhs and seeing the public and how everything's working irritates me greatly but that's no excuse being arsehole we are all in this together sort of and hey wrestlemania weekend so you know that'll be fun for me at least and that's it for Friday Night Fright this week. Thanks for listening as always. It's wonderful to have people like you as viewers and listeners. Uh, not a huge amount of you, but, you know, I'm 100 episodes and maybe a movie. I think that's fair to say. But, yeah, as always, remember, life is beautiful. And I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>